Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. This is Albert Hardy, your host. Today, I want to talk to you about something you have probably never heard before anywhere, not on the radio, not in churches, from any pulpit, from TV evangelists or anything. It's all about smoke. Smoke. Let's start in Revelation 18, starting in verse 1. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was lightened with his glory, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon is fallen! Babylon the great is fallen! And has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of, her, of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Now, in my view, those delicacies are oil, and I've got a lot of reason to believe that. Come out of her, my people, verse 4. Uh, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render, therefore, unto her, even as she rendered to you, and double unto her double according to her works. And in the cup which she filled, fill to her double. How much she has lived glorifying herself and lived deliciously, waxed wanton, and so much torment and sorrow give her. For she says in her heart, I sit a queen and I'm no widow and I will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues shall come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. That's why there's smoke. For strong is the Lord who judges her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication with her and live deliciously and wantonly with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning and stand afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, what a mighty city, for in one hour is your judgment come. That's a very quick end. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buys her merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet, and um, citron wood, and all manner of ves vessels of ivory, and all manner of vessels of most precious wood, brass, iron, marble, cinnamon, odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, and oil. There it is. 
verse 13. Oil. Sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and the lives of men and the fruits that you that your soul lusted after are departed from you and all things which are dainty and goodly are departed from you and you shall find them no more. He reiterates in verse 17, For in one hour so great riches is come to nothing. Every shipmaster and the company of ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city, Babylon? And they cast dust on their heads. Who does that? Middle Eastern peoples. We don't do that in America. And they cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness or her trade. For in one hour, here it is again in verse 19, she is made desolate. Rejoice over her, you heavens, and holy saints and apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you and your judgments on her. Wow. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with vile excuse me, thus with violence shall the great city Babylon be thrown down and never be found at all again. Verse 22, And the voice of harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters shall no more be heard in you at all. And no craftsman, whatsoever the craft may be, shall be found no more in you, and the sound of the millstone shall no more be heard in you. The light of a candle shall not shine any more at all in you, and the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you at all. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, and by their sorceries all nations were deceived. Wow. Now, the word here for sorceries is pharmacia. Well, that's pharmacies, that's drugs, that's, that's big pharma, if you will. Um, in verse 24, And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and all that were slain upon the earth. And that is the end of chapter 18 of Revelation. Now let's go to Joel 2. Take a look there. Joel 2, chapter, that is chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Blow the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord comes, and it is near. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Just like the morning spreads upon the mountains, a people great and strong, which has never seen the like, 
on earth, neither shall there be any more after it to the years of many generations. A fire devours before them, hence the smoke, and behind them a flame burns. The land which was as of the Garden of Eden before them, behind them lies a desolate wilderness, and nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them as a, is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of the mountains, they shall leap like the noise of a flame of fire that devours the stubble. Have you ever heard wildfire as it moves rapidly through? As a strong people set in battle array, before their face the people shall be in much pain. All faces gather together blackness. They shall run like mighty men and climb the wall like men of war, and they shall march every one on his ways, and they shall not break ranks. Dropping down to verse 10, the earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Why? Smoke. Smoke. So how do I get that? Well, let's go down to verse 30. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Remember that. Pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Now, this is not talking about calling upon Allah. This is talking about calling upon Jehovah, the one and only true God, Lord of heaven and earth, the maker of all things, including your life and mine. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall deliverance happen or be. Now, I want to take you over to Revelation 9, starting in verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. I believe this star, quote-unquote, is Satan the devil. And uh, he's the one that was given the key to the bottomless pit and opened it. And he's the troublemaker on the earth. And that's what, what causes World War III, in my opinion, is Satan the devil stirring up uh, the Islamic people's and they cannot get along with each other, and so they fight it out between themselves. That's what I believe. Here it is in verse 2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. How clear. We're going to see more of that in just a little bit. 
Let's go to uh, Isaiah 13 here. The burden of Babylon, verse 1, which Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saw. Lift up a banner on the high mountain and exalt a voice unto them. Shake your hands that they may go into the gates of the nobles. And then uh, I want to go down to verse 6. Howl you, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and it shall come as destruction from the Almighty, like Sodom and Gomorrah, in other words. When he destroyed them completely, nothing left but piles of ash. Therefore all hands shall be made faint, and every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows will take hold of them, and they shall be in pain as a woman that is ready to have a baby. And they shall be amazed at one another, and their faces as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. And I want to go to one of the Psalms about that in just a second. But anyway, for the stars of the heavens and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in its going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Why? Because of the smoke of the pit. We just read that in Revelation 9 2. And I will punish the world for their evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. And I will make a man more rare than fine gold. And let's stop right there and go over to Psalm 37 and verse 20, which says this. Um, but the wicked shall perish. We just saw that in Isaiah 13. The wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke. They shall consume away. Huh. You mean to tell me that their spirits live on and keep going forever and ever in torture and torment of hell? That's not what it says anywhere in the Bible. Let's get real and tighten up and unlearn the lies. That's a lie. It's not true, and God is not like that. He doesn't torture. He will kill them and let them burn up and turn into smoke, and that will be the end of them, period. They're not alive. They're not awake. They're dead forever. You want to see more proof? Okay, just go over, flip over to uh, 51, chapter 51 of Jeremiah, and verse 39. This is talking about Babylon and what God's going to do to them. In their heat I will make their feasts, and I will make them drunken, that they may rejoice, and then sleep a perpetual sleep, and not awake, says the Lord God. <laughs> wow, he signs off on it himself. And then in verse 57, much the same thing. I will make drunk her princes, or wise men, or captains, or rulers, or mighty men, 
and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says the king whose name is the Lord of hosts. Whoa. Verse 58 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken, and her high gates shall be burned with fire, hence the smoke. And the people shall labor in vain, and the folk, or the nations, for the fire, and they shall be weary, trying to fight it, trying to put that fire out. Well, the earth turns, as we all well know. Those pillars of smoke that I ask you to remember in from Joel 2 are smoke from oil fires. If they nuke it out, it's like this. We've got Saudi Arabia, and we've got Iraq in the middle, and then comes Iran. Well, Iran is Shiite, and Saudi Arabia is Sunni. The Shiites are old school, very, very strict, and very mean and cruel, while the Sunnis are modern, more up-to-date, and they deal with oil more, and they're wealthy, and they flaunt it. They have gold Mercedes Benzes. Can you imagine a car made out of gold? Oh, boy. And then they've got other ones that are gold and then covered with diamonds. Can you imagine that? These things are real. Well, why would the Shiites hate the Sunnis? Because there are two factions of Islam with totally different philosophies of life. And one of them deals with the United States, and we're buddying up to them, kissing up to them, going to bed with them, if you will pardon the uh, vernacular. But, you know, we shouldn't be, but we are. And it's easier for us, more profitable for us, to deal with them and buy our oil from them. Well, shame on everybody that does such things. Seems to me that's not right. But I'm not a Shiite either. No, 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 no. Now, the Shiites are fundamental haters of Israel and of Christians. And so, watch the Middle East. Watch the Middle East. And you're going to see, if you ask me, several countries fall into Islam and become Muslim. All of Europe, for example, it's already fallen like a bunch of dominoes. And then you've got the northern tier of, uh, well, that's that's the northern uh, five toes. The southern five toes uh, are the ones on the southern uh, edge of the Mediterranean, Libya, Egypt, and so on. But you can identify these people groups, and they are going to fight it out. And when they do, they're going to nuke Medina, Mecca, Riyadh, and places all over Saudi Arabia. 
that's pretty easy to see. If you go over to uh, the 34th chapter of Isaiah, here's what it says. Come near, you nations, to hear and listen, you people. Let the earth hear and all that therein is, the world and all things that come forth from it. Why? Well, for the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations and his fury upon all their armies. And they shall, uh, he shall utterly destroy them and has delivered them to the slaughter. Verse 4, And all the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their hosts fall down as the leaf falls off the vine and as the falling fig from the fig tree. We just read something like that in Joel 2.31. And also, we're going to read more about that in Matthew 24.29. For my sword shall be bathed, or drink its fill, immersed in the air, in the heaven. And behold, it shall come down upon who? Idumea. Where's that? The Edomites... Well, that would be the Saudi Arabians and Babylonians, all that whole region. Where did Nebuchadnezzar rule? He was the first world ruler. Turkey, um, Jordan, parts of Israel and such, all over the Middle East there. And it shall come down upon the people of my curse to judgment. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness and the blood of lambs and goats and with the kidneys of rams. And these, I believe, are talking about men. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra and a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. And the unicorns shall come down with the bullocks and the bulls and the land shall be soaked with their blood. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy over Zion, or Jerusalem, Israel. Now get this, verse 9. This is so, wow, powerful. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch. Okay, well, pitch is tar, asphalt tar. And the dust thereof into brimstone, and the land shall become burning pitch. How clear can you get? Well, tar, asphalt is oil with the hydrogen molecules evaporated out. So it's, it's solidified more or less into a tar. And now it's on fire. Where do these billows of smoke, these pillars of smoke come from? All over the land. You remember the Gulf War in Iraq? where Saddam Hussein set on fire at least 800 oil wells. We saw billows of smoke then. Only now, instead of a little 12-inch or 16-inch well, these are lakes of oil, huge lakes of oil, maybe two or three miles across. You think that'll put up some smoke? Oh, yeah. With a bottomless pit of oil underneath them, the whole Earth's atmosphere is going to turn black. 
You can't breathe that oil smoke. That's why few men will be left on earth. It shall not be quenched night nor day. Verse 10. The smoke thereof shall go up even forever. From generation to generation it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. When God curses a place, it stays cursed permanently. If he says it's going to be. So, you can get a sense of what this smoke is all about. It's about burning oil. It's about burning oil. Now, is there any hope after that? Well, let's go to Matthew 24 in verse 29. And here's what it says. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. And these are the words of Jesus himself. And the moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Sounds a lot like Joel 2, Daniel 7, verses 11 and 12, Isaiah 13, uh, verse 10, and Revelation 6, 2, and 9, 2, actually Revelation 6, 12. And then, of course, what we read in Isaiah, chapter 13 and 34. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Jesus is coming to rescue mankind alive. That's good news. And all the tribes of the earth shall mourn when they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the sound of a great trumpet, or the great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect, that's you and me, more than likely, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. It will be a good day for us when he comes and delivers us from our mortal bodies. And we will have permanent bodies and we'll go up to meet him in the air, according to 1 Thessalonians 4.16. But it's not until after this darkness comes. It's right after that. So when that day dawns and you see that black smoke starting to come over where you live, know that Jesus' return is very close. But it's not coming today. It's not coming tomorrow. It's not coming until after the smoke. These are the words of Jesus himself in Matthew 24, 29, and 30. And uh, so he shall send his angels with a sound of great trumpet and collect his elect. That's good news. Remember what he said in uh, verse 21 of chapter 24. Listen to this. He says, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, and it shall never happen again. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved alive. 
But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Yay! For the elect's sake, well, that's you and me. So there is hope. He will return. It's not like he's going to walk away and let his whole earth disintegrate or die out or all people die. It's not going to happen like that. But uh, there are some ugly days coming. Now, he did mention also that he would keep us, his elect, from the hour of tribulation. So where is that? Well, let's go to Revelation 3 and take a look at, let's start in uh, verse 7. He's talking, he's talking, this is Jesus talking to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these things. These things says he that is holy and true, and he that has the key of David and he opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. For you have a little strength, and have kept my word, and not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews, that is, spiritual, probably, but are not, they lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before your feet and know that I have loved you. Because you have kept the word of my patience, I will also keep you from the hour of tribulation, temptation, or trial, which it says in the margin, which shall come, or which shall, uh, which hour shall come upon all the world and to try them that dwell on the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast to that which you have, so that no one takes your crown. He that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more away or out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's where I'm going to end it for today. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more, go to my website. I have nothing to sell, no ads, only things for your benefit. And they're all free. And you can download them. You can listen to audiobooks. You can watch faith-building uh, videos. There's all kinds of links to other good things. The address is jesusiswhy.com or itellwhy.com. Either one will get you to the same place. And you can email me at jesusiswhy at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Albert Hardy. Keep looking up. Things will get better. See ya.